This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that asks the hard questions like, if Die Hard made a Christmas parody, would you only jerk off to it on Christmas to be seasonally appropriate? I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontron. Here's my lovely co-host, Alice. Alice, should we have done this a month ago? Considering <laughs> that Die Hard came out during the summer, I believe it was like in June or July it came out, oh. way back when. The producers of the film clearly did not intend it to be a Christmas movie, but I mean, it pretty much is. But Home Alone is kind of a Christmas movie, and it's not about Christmas, really. It just kind of takes place around that time of year. And it has a lot of the same hallmarks of it. I say this having never watched Die Hard, so I watched the porn parody before I watched the movie. <laughs> this happened so many times on this show. So did you like it? <laughs> oh, I love it. We should introduce our, our wonderful guest. We're having an FFF today with the lovely Alexis Fox. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Alexis, we're glad to have you on the show. I have to ask, are you one of the Americans that believes that Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie? I think Die Hard was not uh, specifically a Christmas movie. I think it's a, a year-round movie. I like that. I like that answer. You can watch it at any time. It's kind of like anal. It's not just for special occasions. I mean, you got a guy walking around in tight pants, a wife beater, blowing oh. up shit. You know, like who, you can oh. do that any time of the year. Yeah. Vintage Bruce Willis. Yeah. Mm, it was a good time. I'll take it. I'll, fine. You, you have changed my mind. <laughs> Even though I still think by technicality, it could be a Christmas movie in the vein of Home Alone. Anyways. So Bruce Willis actually on the topic, he's in a no camp. He told a Hollywood reporter, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. You know, honestly, I forgot Christmas was even a part of it until I watched the parody. And I was like, why is there a Christmas theme right now? <laughs> so <laughs> to me, Christmas doesn't come up. I know more about Die Hard from people arguing about it being a Christmas movie or not than I do from, well, any exposure to the movie. <laughs> so thank you, Internet, for these deep arguments about the semantics <laughs> of what makes something a Christmas movie. Look, nobody married a prince or had to get a date to bring home for Christmas dinner at the last minute. So I guess it's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, right? It's no, I'm going to argue with that. What does make a Christmas movie? Is it just the time of year? Does it have to involve the spirit of Christmas? Like what, what makes one? Look, aside from it's set around Christmas, there's a Christmas score, Christmas elements, audible references to Christmas, visual references to Christmas. It's got to have the Christmas spirit. But it does. Is it that someone has to learn a moral lesson? Sergeant Powell is a spiritual guide for the central character. I don't know. There's got to be a carol or some shit and some gifts given or more Christmas trees. I don't know. With a happy ending that nothing's getting blown up in, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> At the end, someone has to admit that they were wrong about being too cynical and that love is the answer and yay Jesus and here's a giant <laughs> Lexus with a bow on it. <laughs> but it did happen. Guys, greed is overcome. The characters, they love learn true love and the meaning of Christmas, family love, the appreciation of the gift of life. Come on. He reconnects with his estranged wife and the downfall of Hans Gruber. If that's not part of the Christmas season and spirit, I don't know what is. Hmm. But by that definition, the whole lesson learning, so many things could be a Christmas movie. It has to be tied into Christmas specifically, I think. But it was. Like, I'm only just thinking about the person in tight jeans and the wife beater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you could distract me with that all day long. I am, yeah. I'm on board for it. I am here for I'm it. I'm like, what Christmas? <laughs> I'm dreaming of a... Hmm. Look, in my opinion, I'm okay accepting Bruce Willis as my Lord and Savior. He made the Christ-like <laughs> sacrifice of walking on glass, or in this case, walking on dildos. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm watching this going, I have to watch Die Hard now so I know what scene they're referencing, but that was beautiful. <laughs> But that said, you guys are not alone. 62% of Americans polled in 2018 don't believe it's a Christmas movie. <gasps> oh, man. Wow. I feel like this is one of those internet, like, splitting questions, like, does pineapple go on pizza? It does. Really? Oh. I would never put it. What? No. You no. That's heretics. It's no. so good. Here's the thing. What makes a pizza good is the combination of sweet and salty from the tomato sauce and the cheese. So I posit if you add something extra salty like bacon to the pineapple, it makes that same combination of sweet and salty work. See, I don't put bacon or pineapple on my pizza. I put a little fungus and that's about it. Fungus is good, but you, you should add bacon. You know what? Try it out. If I'm wrong, I'll say I'm sorry. But you know what? If you haven't <laughs> tried it yet, it's bacon. Can't go wrong. 
Look, Yvette, some people have a sophisticated palate. Some people can't admit when they're wrong. <laughs> and you can't admit when you're wrong this time on the pineapple and pizza debate. So. No, no, no. You don't understand. This is food chemistry and it's right. It's food chemistry. I went to college for dietetics. I actually took a food chemistry class. I'm really glad you didn't say Dianetics. <laughs> no, dietetics. That would have been a, this conversation would have been much shorter. Um, no, it's, <laughs> I'm a nutrition writer is the main thing that I oh. do for my day gig. I tell people, don't worry, MSG is probably not killing you and other things that make people yell at me on the internet. <laughs> Nice. Anywho, we watched a movie this week, as you probably gathered. Yeah. We did. Yeah. And I mean, I'm so glad that we're reviewing this with you, Alexis, because you are both a porn star and a comedian because you also have your own variety show. Yeah. I actually produce and host a show in LA that's cannabis friendly. It's called High as Fox. Yeah. Get the high. And um, so we all sesh before and then it's comedians, music and sometimes acrobats and stuff like that that come together and it's a really good show. And I tell stories. I mean, my life's pretty funny and considering just like my everyday, my work, whatever, I just life's funny. The truth is funny sometimes. Yep. I just tell a couple stories and then uh, we have a great show and we sesh afterwards and we have a good night. It's fun. I like it. And I love it because you're also, I mean, one of the internet's, you know, famous MILFs. I think <laughs> I saw at one point that you were trending in Sweden. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's funny, I get recognized in the most odd places sometimes. Like, oh my I, God. like all, it always happens in the airport and I always look homeless because I'm just like, ah, get me to where I'm going, you know? Oh God. So that's always like a surprise, but it'll be like just in random weird airports that you would never expect. Or it'll be like in weird random cities or places. Like I got, I was on an island. Not Jeffrey Epstein's. No, definitely not. Ooh, there are so many other islands on the planet. Why did you go to that one? <laughs> What's, what, Alice, what is broken in you? <laughs> I want it to be an island no one expects, like Flava Flav's island. See, that's one I'm on board for. <laughs> Wait, does he have an island? Oh, you know who has an Can island? He? Johnny Depp. Oh, does he really? He does. I like Johnny Depp. I would go to Johnny Depp's island. You know whose island I would go to? Oh, God, who's the mayor of Flavortown? Um, what's his face? God Guy damn it. Fieri. I would go to yes. his island. Wait, he has an island? Can he have an island? Why wouldn't he have an island? He's Guy Fieri. He's mayor of Flavortown. It's, the island is called Flavortown, obviously. Guy, if you don't have this already. Take me to Flavortown. Take me to, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you get on the boat. Where are we going? Which island? Flavortown. You know, instead of calling him daddy in the sheets, you just call him chef. Yes, chef. Yes, oh my chef. God. <laughs> that is, you know, that's you know cute. that is happening I mean, in, in, in a bedroom somewhere with where someone's a chef. Have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> Tell me I'm the top chef. Treat me like a top chef. Oh my God, that's hilarious. This is just making me realize exactly how dommy all of the cooking shows are. Dom? Yeah. Why do you think everyone's into Gordon Ramsay? Oh yeah. Here's a question though, because he is, he's a very, I dig his style. He amuses me. But I also find that men who are that aggressive outside of the bedroom are like, please stick a candle in my ass in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I also yeah. feel like Gordon Ramsay is a man who can't turn it off. So maybe not for him. They can let, they can finally let go with something in their ass. <laughs> it's the only way they can declench. Pretty much. Turn me into a birthday candle. <laughs> you know, they're in control all day, and it's just like this is the time that they can just not be in control and not allowed to be in control. They're always competing to be a top. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, wait, going back. So you were trying to go to an island or coming back from an island, Alexis. No, I was, I had a modeling job. I was uh, actually, it was an island off of Fiji. And it was just, Ooh. you know, when you ask somebody, I was like, well, how big is this island? You, the, you know, the local was like, well, it's nine villages big. I had no idea what that meant. So you just give you an idea, like that's the type of island. And then they knew who I was. And I wasn't, it wasn't a uh, porn shoot. It was just a an off the like magazine modeling shoot, which I thought was kind of funny just because it's just like out of all the places in this, and you know, you're in the South Pacific, you're getting recognized. <laughs> it's so crazy. So they have to have internet if it's tens mm -hmm. of villages or nine. Nine villages. Yeah. I, I don't know about every village on there, but the place that we were doing uh, the photo shoot was like more like a resort. It might've been the only resort on the Island. I have no idea because we didn't leave that area. We were told not to, so. Oh my God. Yeah, it was a really secluded, small little island. I was surprised. Private island life. I was like, how do they know me? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would guess there is probably one answer to that. Yeah. It, or two. <laughs> Could be the yeah, podcast. Exactly. 
<laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's always an honor. It's always like kind of cool. It's like, wow, unbelievable. I'm always curious how porn is distributed in places where there's little to no Wi-Fi. I know that, for example, uh, in places like Cuba, oh I've heard of people using like USB sticks and sharing like floppy drives and CD-ROMs oh, of it. movies. So they have to have porn on there, right? Yeah, of course. That is the closest to a way that you'll get a virus from porn is via USB stick with it on there. Did not know that. <laughs> didn't know that either. That joke didn't work. Take it out. <laughs> Kill it. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it. Worked in my head. <laughs> oh, I thought you were for real. <laughs> no, I was like, no, I'm like, maybe this. I thought that no. was a fun fact. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, we'll take it then. Okay. I thought I was learning something. Cut the part about me saying cut it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be so confused. So when I was doing research for this film, so did you guys know this is not the first Die Hard porn parody? Of course it's not. Of course. Movie's been out since I was in single digits of age, so it's- It was from the 80s, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there like, has been. I was in kindergarten when the first one came out, so- Oh, wow. I'm getting old. No, you're not. Look, we're all getting old. It's just who's there now and who's not there yet. <laughs> I'm fighting it. <laughs> I'm just avoiding it with so much Botox. So much. <laughs> Me too. Don't worry. <laughs> this bumpsies from across the internet. I figure, admit it, tell people which moisturizers I use and tell them moisturizer only goes so far. I have so many like moisturizers and cleansers and all this kind of jazz. I'm going in for a hydrofacial tomorrow. Nice. Uh, yeah, those are great. I love how clean the water is when you first get in there. And then when they're all done, it looks like a mat. <laughs> I'm like, ew, that came off my oh face. Oh my God. But we're about to ready to do AVN. And I know how it's going to be. So I'm going to moisturize and hydrate my skin. And then it's AVN and it's just going to suck all of that out of me. So. Oh, yeah. And all the makeup they put on. I'm a, a tiny bit addicted to makeup. I have like sheet mask, sheet mask, sheet mask, facial oils to survive it. Yeah. I love all that cleanser and all that other shit, but I, I don't do makeup. Like I'm like tinted moisturizer, mascara and chapstick. There you go. Boom. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I'm very close to you with my makeup routine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a tomboy, so I have to require like, getting it done because otherwise it's just not going to be done. <laughs> it's either I'm at home working as a writer or I'm putting on every piece of makeup in the collection. It's I have friends that do that. It's like I finally gotten it to the point because I kept pairing it up and pairing it up. And I finally got to the point where I'm, I can once again go out. Like my skin was a wreck for a while. So I can go out with a tinted moisturizer and eyeliner on again. But like that took some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, I have like decent skin right now. So, yeah. you know, that, that really does help and everything like that. But I think what helps yeah. is because I don't wear makeup outside of work. Yeah. My skin can always breathe in some way or another. Yep. You know, every time I do like, ugh, fuck, if I fall asleep with a little bit of makeup on, I always oh I feel God. like I can feel it the next day. Same. So. I'm a big fan of getting it off as soon as possible in every situation other than porn. <laughs> That's the first, like, dude, honestly, I'm like, I mean, it's hard to get, first of all, I squirm around in the makeup chair and finally they get it on my face. And the first thing I want to take off the scene is my makeup. I'm like, the cum can be wherever. It could be on my tits hanging <laughs> off. But man, I'm getting this makeup off my motherfucking face and then we'll wash all the rest of this shit off. It's like, oh, I don't care that there's cum on my eyelid. I care that there's still glitter. Take this off. <laughs> get this fucking eyelash off. Oh, God. Here's a question, though, with makeup and doing a scene. Do you have to have your makeup done at least twice? Because sometimes they have to do promo shots and stills, right? It all depends on the director and how they shoot. So how I particularly, and I always kind of like start to request it now just because it's easier on everybody and it's shorter amount of time. Yeah. And most people do shoot it this way is we'll get our makeup done and then we do all our quote unquote pretty girls, which is like our lingerie and our fucking outfit, whatever. And then we do... Still shots of, you know, of what we're dialogue, if there's dialogue to it. If there's no dialogue, then we'll probably just go right to sex stills. And then once sex stills are done, if we need a little bit of touch up, that's when we do it. Because, of course, we do the fake cum bullshit, you know, on our chin and be like, ah, we love it. And then uh, so we you know, <laughs> fix the chin up a little bit and go right to town. And then by the time you're done with the actual action – it doesn't matter if you're fucked up or not. You know what I mean? Nice. Now, there's some places or some directors that like to shoot all the content and for some reason 
do the sex stills after because they wanted to match exactly and then have our faces perfect. I wish people would realize our fucking makeup runs. This doesn't make any sense. And no ooh, primer I've in got the world. Swe- I've got help. sweat and all kinds of shit on yeah. my face. Now you want to put a makeup on that? No. I hate days where I have to put on makeup twice. It's gross. It, it, dude, I cringe. And I'm like such a, t- and I'm a tomboy. So I hate fucking makeup yeah. as it is. And then I have to put it on twice, like after I've already been sweating and like, you know, it's always, I'm a wreck, dude. I don't go in there to be like, yeah. don't, don't mess me up. I'm not a brand new fucking truck, man. We're going to run this bitch, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like porn looks like a workout and I would not want to be photographed with the, you know, with same makeup after. You know, they have equ- equipment now and nowadays, like either if you got to have clean sex stills, do them before the video. Yes, But exactly. honestly, I think they look great if the pictures are done during the sex. They have certain cameras that can take the action with no sound. And you're getting the live action shot. And yeah, let my makeup run. That's what sex looks like. That way we can stop giving people the unrealistic looks that guys are expecting us women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. No one does reverse cowgirl. Can we just fucking stop doing it to us? <laughs> and especially for 45 minutes. I feel that gets excessive. Yeah. yeah. Like in, in real life, eventually you're like, no one does six positions either. And sometimes I'm like, okay, this is a 25 minute scene and you want how many positions? Who does that? Yeah. Can we just do three good? <laughs> yeah. We get to position number three and I'm like, yeah, this is about come time. I think <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm old and married. So I'm like, just, just, this is what I got in me. I, I can't. I kid, I kid. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think. Whatever. I think there should be a warning label. I mean, we all already know the warning label of if your erection lasts more than four hours. I mean, if it lasts more than six sex positions, I mean, can we also see a doctor for that? <laughs> Call your doctor to brag. Right. <laughs> but in the same token, men need to learn how to get us women off better. Yes. Yes. We will suck your dick so much harder right? if, you, if you give us one. Yeah. First of all, tell us we're doing a good job and if we're not, and we will suck your dick all the time because we like to do things that we like. We do like praise. We yeah, are, we like creatures praise. who are trained to like it. We'll get better at it. Trust me. That's how it happened to me. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like sex is kind of like a game of like warmer, colder, where it's, it, where, you know, it's like you moan more if you're at the right spot and eventually you find where the thing is. <laughs> yeah. I think I think what needs to change is just real communication in the bedroom between man and woman or woman and woman or man and man or whatever it is that you like. But just better communication in general. Like I like my clit while you penetrate me or whatever, like just more direct communication. Women need to speak the fuck up. Yeah, I think that's the thing that happens when we're younger is we're afraid to tell men that they're not pleasing us when they're not. It's it's, like that's you're not helping anyone in this situation. And we've probably all done it at some point in our life and eventually learned this is not helping fix the situation. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think women just are socialized to be polite, patted on the back to come. You know what I mean? It's like you're almost like expected in a society that, you know, the man's not going to get you off and men are just, you know, they're, they don't really get it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a lot of the porn has really been traditionally towards men and it's only really in the last, what, 10, 15 years, we've seen stuff slowly but surely coming out of, hey, here's where we actually get to see the girl get off or, hey, maybe we could skip that blowjob scene and do only cunnilingus. What? What? I know, exactly. Those are the greatest. I've pointed this out to my husband a few times. I'm like, like, we'll be watching a porn and it's, it's, he's like, yeah, there was, there was cunnilingus in this one. I'm like, all right, let's count how long. (laughs) Let's look at the minutes. Dude, sometimes it's like totally how many Mississippi? Five minutes for blowjob, three minutes for pussy licking. We're like, what? What? No. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. I'm like, excuse me. Sometimes I have to get off your dick and suck your dick a little bit. <laughs> God. <laughs> you could get off my pussy and eat the pussy a little bit. <laughs> like, fuck. Slice it up. Oh, my God. What is that thing where, uh, you know, how often women talk in films, like the Belcher test or something like that? Oh, the the Bechdel test. Yes. So the Bechdel test, you know, we should have the equivalent for porn. Oh, it has to be number of minutes that the clitoris is being stimulated without the man. Being yeah. t- it's hmm. or her now, now she's getting stimulated. I think that's why I like girl girl so much. It's just like, ah, we can slow it down. It's a little bit more sensual. And I think like, you know, it is coming around. Like I just started recently writing and stuff like that. And they're starting to produce some things I write. I'm writing it more and, you know, 
erotic, more eroticism uh, connection yeah. between. I'm like, don't do reverse cowgirl. And the reason why is this. It's not that it's just weird and awkward. It loses complete connection between the partners. Yeah. It's not like a doggy where the girl can turn around and there's still like, there's still some type of physical connection with doggy. Reverse is purely for camera. Yes. The only time a reverse cowgirl is actually any good is if you've got a person that's on your clit while you're getting fucked. Otherwise, get the fuck out of my face with it. I'm sure we're going to get an email from someone who has enjoyed reverse cowgirl. So if you are a woman who has enjoyed reverse cowgirl, email us and let us know. Oh, I'm sure. We're, I'm sure. We are open to a diversity of clitoropodies here. <laughs> so getting back to the porn. Yes. <laughs> I mentioned earlier on that this is not the only diehard porn parody. So the first diehard porn parody that I found was uh, one that Hustler did, this same diehard, back in 2013. And I found another one, uh, Die Hard court with Mia Malkova as the oh, Bruce wow. Willis character. Yeah, a little gender bending. Uh, oh, really? Where terrorists took over the Brazzers building. Oh. <laughs> so I cute. like that. I like oh, that. That's so it's cute. cute. Now, here's the thing. While I was going and looking for those, I stumbled onto something I felt like I shouldn't have. Ooh. What was that? I stumbled onto a porn parody that I think does should not exist. What? What? Yeah. I didn't think that we'd find that. So, Alexis, are you familiar with the movie uh, Life of Pi? I know of the movie, but I never watched it. Yeah, same. Same. It, but the entire premise is basically that there's an adolescent boy who befriends a Bengal tiger on a life raft, and they have adventures together on that life raft. How the fuck is this a porn? It's a porn. Okay, we have to review it just because it exists, and I'm terrified. Well, I guess the tiger is now a cougar. I don't know what to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit. That's a reach if ever I've heard one. Oh, my God. Wow. The tiger is a <laughs> I want to interview the director slash writer and be like, so when you decided to do this, how many drugs had you taken that hour? Because <laughs> I feel like the number is high, as for you. <laughs> but at least getting back to a film we've all seen. So we're going back to Die Hard, which- Indeed. Uh, how do we describe the premise of Die Hard, the non-porn version, if someone's never seen it before? You know, it's just like, you know, it's a guys, guys type of movie, you know, action. Action Terrorists flick. take over a building yeah, kind of thing. You know, like, and yeah. Guy runs around with a tank top. <laughs> I like it. And the man in the tank top. So in the film, uh, in the original film is New York City policeman John McClane. He's visiting his estranged wife in California on Christmas Eve. He joins them at the holiday party, which is headquartered at a Japanese-owned business where she works for. And the festivities are interrupted by a group of terrorists who take over, and their entire plot is essentially to steal these bonds. And that is the central premise of the film. Now, going to the porn, it's slightly different because it's Christmas Eve in Porn Valley. And it's at Fuckatomi Corporation at their annual Cockmas party. I'm just saying I have never seen a building that large in the Porno Valley. This is a myth. This is a continuity error. I just want to point that out to people who are not from this area of California. Now, the corporation in the film is they went with Fuck it, Omi? Or f was it fuck, fuck it, it to me? me? Was it's it? Fuck F U K A T O M I. Fuck it, fuck it to me? Is it fuck it to me? Well, let's ask the expert here, Joe, who was actually in the movie. What? What? Wait, what? Joe is actually in the movie. I feel it here. was a failure of our part to not realize this. <laughs> yeah, he has a part in the movie. He was the only Asian in it. Come say God, hi. I'm such a racist for not noticing. Hashtag diversity. Yeah. yeah. Blondie, he's such a racist, not noticing my Asian friend. Jeez, oh my God. <laughs> we have another guest because we have questions. So hey, how's it going? Yo. I was a production assistant and uh, I did the lighting there. And then also I was the Asian henchman who ate the uh, chocolate bar. Oh, yeah. nice. And so what happened was um, they gave me a, a mustache. You know, they, they want to do the Fu Manchu. The, uh, the henchman was actually the original <laughs> henchman. This one I know. That's what I'm, yeah, this one wasn't working. Aww. But the uh, original is uh, uh, Al Luang. He always plays the Asian henchman in a lot of the 80s movies. So we tried to emulate that. And the whole idea was, you know, in Die Hard, the Asian uh, henchman would grab a crunch bar to lighten the mood of the movie. 
And so we decided to add that in, the, in a scene. But during the, the Christmas party, I actually lost the mustache. So you'll see the back of my head. And so we had to wait the next day to, to go to the costume uh, shop to get the mustache. Nice. And so, Guys, this is, this is dedication. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, but the, the whole. The only movie you'll see the back of his head. <laughs> so, but yeah. Hey. So it was just hilarious. It was a fun time on set. It was, uh, I think we shot in the course of three days shooting all that scene and stuff like that. And so we're always going to use real guns, but we figured, why don't we just use dildos? It's just hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. so Just went with dildos because why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it worked. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, if there's anything that's going to shoot at you, I assumed it was probably going to be a dildo. Now, that said... Little disappointed that it wasn't like a squirting dildo, but you know what? I'll accept it. I'll take it. <laughs> we will allow it. I think our special effects department, uh, I think, was a little more in the in the budget to uh, add a squirting dildo. <laughs> so that was probably the reason why we uh, didn't use that. <laughs> budget constraints. I loved all the digital smoke <laughs> coming off the guns. Yes, yes, it's uh, it, was it was hilarious shooting it, but it, a lot of it was kind of like we just was like why don't we just try this and see what happens, and so it actually worked out. Nice, cool, awesome. Thank you for joining us. Oh, sure, no problem. <laughs> So one of the things that I notice is, you know, they're celebrating Merry Cockmas, which I personally think should be the secular version of Christmas. Wait, I heard it referred to both as Coxmas and Cockmas. Do we have a consensus on which we prefer here, Cockmas or Coxmas? I'm okay with Cockmas. 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 Yeah. Cockmas. Here's another question, though. Normally at a Christmas party, things might get crazy. Who knows? People might have sex. But what is a crazy version of that at a porn production company? Spilling five-gallon tube of lube? G-rated shenanigans? I don't know, playing Yahtzee? <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> so in the film, instead of John McClane, we have John Dicklane. We have Holly Gisnero which very appropriate horny Ellis, uh, doing a mountain of Coke. Uh, <laughs> by the way, funny. I don't know about you guys, but I, I was in sales for 10 years. I was around so many horny Ellis's like that character is basically someone who has listened to way too much grand Cardone and Tony Robbins. Oh God. <laughs> that guy does exist. Doesn't he? That guy used to be my coworker. I think I worked with at least three of those guys when I, I worked in a sales office briefly. <laughs> now, what I love about this film is it has some great people in it as well. Tommy Pistol, you have Rochelle Ryan, you have Donnie Rock. Uh, and of course, it was made by the Wood Rocket team. So it was produced by Leroy Myers. And we love them so much. And his, I believe his wife was the director? I believe so. And what's nice is that they fit in all the classic scenes before we get to boning. Yeah. And it's quick. It's like eight minutes of plot solid. And then we should have a threesome. I'm like, it's porn. Well, that works. It works perfectly. It's, exactly. That's, that's the recipe, dude. It's like whatever it is you need to fix, banging will fix it, which I think we should use more often. IRL. Yeah. A little blowjob, a little congelinius, you know, just imagine what we could do. You're starting to argue with, with someone that you, you dig, just take off your clothes. And if they're confused, be like, look, if we're going to argue, do it naked. Do it naked. I mean, do you really want the United Nations to do that? Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what I want to give them all the drugs and take away their clothing. It would be great if they took off their jackets. Especially Putin. I haven't looked at hot diplomats in a while. <laughs> Are we going to start Googling hot men in government? Possibly. Uh, who is the hottest foreign diplomat? What do we have? Uh, so according to Google, I have definitely a number of names I can't pronounce. Trying to think if I remember the name correctly, there was um, one of the guys who was running for president on the Democrat ticket a few cycles ago had amazing abs. He a governor from Massachusetts? That would be Mitt Romney. I mean, there was a reason he had binders full of women. Oh dear. Did he really? Oh Supposedly. Wow. Yeah, it's he had binders of. Anyways, let's not try to discuss. Look, his all candidate. I'm saying is, if hypothetically did he was just as organized as I am. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so going back to the film, what's nice is we have a lot of the classic scenes. So, for example, uh, we have the classic toe scene where John McClane is rubbing his toes into the carpet. Here we do have a nice pornified version, though. That guy was right. Giving a foot job to a complete stranger, then rubbing it on the carpet is the right way to survive air travel. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, you travel enough. True or false? <laughs> I travel a lot. I don't take off my socks. 
I don't no. care. I don't care if I'm going to the airport in flip flops. I'm still wearing socks. Nothing bare is coming out. I'm in too many airports. What as much of me encased in in, in my shield of clothing as possible. <laughs> I believe airplanes themselves are only cleaned like once every few months, like every four to six months. Dude, if you work on an airline, please, please email us info at two girls one mic to no, tell us if we're wrong on think that. Think about this too. Think about how often they're cleaning those seats. People sit in those seats like all day long, sweating, kids probably going to the bathroom. Those seats are not washed. I notice like like if I don't like wear thick enough pants or like I have to wear underwear and thick pants because I fly so often it causes breakouts and I was like why am I getting breakouts on a fucking flight? Well just think about it. Huh. Those seats are fucking dirty as fuck. And you're sweating on top of whatever sweated in front of you. The kid could have shit their pants right there. Like you don't understand like there's a lot of stuff that goes on in their seats. I mean, the other thing that's happening is that you're sitting in, in one area for a long period of time and it's getting uh, sweaty and it's a dark, moist area. And that's a place that germs love. Yeah. So and I'm just thinking, yeah, I mean, it's just like going to a brick room class and laying on that carpet. Yeah. It's gross. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't do those classes for a reason. No, whenever I fly a lot, I'm sick constantly. It's like, yeah, this when I thought my minor cold that I got once a year was bad, the world delivered everything that I could get on an airplane and it was worse. Um, I used to fly with a face mask on because I fly so often oh, nice. I don't want to get sick. And I actually don't really get sick at all. Um, but I do like those vitamin pushes where you they go and they push a bunch of vitamins in your body every so often, especially if I have a lot of flights or international stuff going on. It's really helpful, but I don't really get sick at all. So fun fact, and you're not going to like this. Uh, so you know those face masks? Mm -hmm. So after about 10, 15 minutes, because you're breathing into it, they become permeable. So they don't really help until, you know, after 10, 15 minutes. Wait, even the N95 ones that are supposed to stop? Because like I use those when we had our had the fires in NorCal and those were supposed to stop you from like dying. That's a great question. I don't mm. know. Yeah. But that's what I've read before. I would check into that. Maybe they were specific for fires and stuff. You know what? It can't hurt. Yeah. You know, they should give those out to children because let's be honest, their coughs are always wet. <sighs> oh. I would like an airline just designated for parents and kids. <laughs> Please don't bring your kid onto a red eye. We like to sleep. Oh, Your kid will not sleep. No. It's so annoying. You know who I feel bad for in those situations is not is the kid. Like that kid. Yeah. Is, like especially when it's a baby. Like but the other here's the thing. Sometimes you have kids. You have to fucking travel. Like there's right. no. Most of the time, the parent knows that the kid is screaming and giving everyone a miserable flight. Like they are not dumb to this fact. It's just when kids are misbehaving is when I have a problem. Not when they're being a kid and having a you know a crying meltdown. Like just don't kick my fucking seat. Yeah. <laughs> that is my thing with the kid. Don't kick. Just don't kick my seat, please. I know. Oh, gosh. Not the truth. This is why I have a dog and not children. Yeah, I have two dogs. So going back to the porn. Indeed. So we had some good cut shots in the porn. We had a cut shot to the vent scene. We had a cut shot to the dead person in the sweater, shooting each other with dildos for guns. And of course, we had some of the classic lines, like we had yippee Kaye step motherfucker. I, could, <laughs> that I don't think that that line could have been perfected. Stepmother. It was. Yeah. It took me a split second that I was like, oh, man, that was solid. Guys, what did you think of Tommy Pistol's accent? Come on. He sounded, and I say this without the slightest bit of, of a joke. I, it took me a little bit to figure out who he sounded like to me in there. He sounded like Brain from Pinky and the Brain. Huh. Right? Fucking oh, right? Oh, yeah, maybe. I hadn't considered that. And it wasn't the as much the accent as kind of like how, like the nasal balance in the voice. But like, it's I'm sitting here going, he sounds kind of, there's like an evil plotting, oh my God, it's Brain. And I think that might have been what he was going for. Maybe. I don't know. I, Tommy Pistol's great. I love him to death. He's great to work with. We dig him. Yeah. He's just an all-around great guy. We suck his proverbial cock all the time on this show. <laughs> Metaphorical, damn <laughs> it. Metaphorical <laughs> cock. I'm going to That's great. Oh, he's fully aware of this. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, look, if someone makes us laugh and can bang on camera, we're fans. We're fans. That's awesome. And of course, it impressed me because yet again, he's able to keep the accent of Hans Gruber, or in this case, Hans Grabber, throughout the entire course of boning. And that's just professionalism. I'm sad that they didn't name him Hansy Grabber. No, I'm not. I feel that's the thing that could have worked. And I also did appreciate how they were able to integrate Sergeant Al into this, which in this case, it was Sergeant Al Plow. And... 
what was the traumatic thing in this case of, you know, why he got to where he is? Well, in this case, I shot a dick. When you're a rookie, they can teach you everything about how to be a cop, except how to live with a dick steak. <laughs> that was something. And then, you know, we get to the scene inevitably right before they have sex of what it's all about. And it's about the bonds uh, worth 69 million because this wouldn't be a porn if it, we didn't reference 69, 69. at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all go to the boning. And then at the very end, how do we resolve this situation? How does Hans grab her? you know, end up falling. It's all the lube on the dick. Yeah. Just little, he's holding onto the dick, holding on and just... On the strap on and and, um, they're squirting all the lube and then his hand slips. It's probably silicone. I feel like we skipped a bunch of plot points just by saying they showed all the diehard scenes. (laughs) Like, that's... Like, I'm like, where are we? But the only one we kind of missed was really the limousine scene. It's probably just that I never saw Die Hard. You, wait, you still haven't seen the real Die Hard? That is what I said like six times already. I mean, I thought you <laughs> you like kind of at least never mind. I thought you said you saw it after you watched the no. parody. Oh. No, oh. I haven't watched it yet. You're going to really like it. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. It's just I, I, I had not seen it. So like just saying, and they did this scene does not help me at all. Shit. That's why I've been a little confused. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. My, also, your enthusiasm for wanting to watch Dick Hard from, you know, when it first came out. That's why I thought you had watched it at some point. Sometimes not a match. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, what additional thoughts can we add to this film? I think they did a really great job. I enjoyed it. Whenever I can like a parody and I have not seen the original, I'm like, all right, they've managed to keep the internal logic. They've managed to keep whatever was in their good. So the humor was good. It was really well acted and it was funny as shit. Yeah, it was. Donnie, Donnie did a really great job. Tommy did a really great job. Rochelle did a really great job. Joe did a really great job. Don't let it get to your fucking Indeed. head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there was a mustache mistake. <laughs> yeah, that mustache mistake. <laughs> Apparently, that's because his other one can't grow in. oh he'll hit puberty (laughs) one day took my brother till his 30s he bought my house a walk so i put the dog leash in it i took a picture of it and i posted it on my twitter and i said oh my god i said joe i asked you to walk the dogs not walk them (laughs) (laughs) oh shit oh my god so you were summarily canceled right (laughs) no fuck Nice. Good. It's it's called comedy. If you get offended over comedy, you need to get a fucking life. Cancelled right now. We're planning on having someone on the show who I'm worried might get me automatically cancelled just for having them on. Really? Why? Uh, Buck Angel, because Left Tube got very mad about him reading one sentence of a YouTuber's thing and like she was summarily cancelled by proxy. Oh, wow. Like... It was, I mean, she's still obviously doing her work. Her name is Natalie Wynn. She runs some thing, ContraPoints. But like when I saw Buck and there was this whole controversy less than a month before XBiz. And so when I saw Buck Angel at XBiz, I just started laughing hysterically. I'm like, I need to go get a picture of him to add to my collection of pictures with people that will get me canceled later. The other one is with Roger Stone. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, so like, and that was how, that was how I introduced myself to him is I'm like, I need a picture to cancel myself later. So wow. I'm hoping we can sneak him uh, and his partner onto the podcast at some point. That's crazy. No, he was really sweet. I mean, Alexis, I would think assume it's hard getting canceled from porn anyway. Yes. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, it, you got to be pretty fucking stupid or do something really fucking stupid to get blacklisted or something like that. But people do. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are some cancel worthy offenses in porn? Like things that somebody will not get called back by a director for doing on set. Maybe potentially rookie mistakes even. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. We're heavily regulated. I mean, like show up with a shitty attitude. You might not be able, you know, you're not going to be called back to set. Show up fucked up on drugs and alcohol. You're not going to be called back to set or you shouldn't be anyway. Come in, you know, doing things that you shouldn't be doing on professional shit. Just, I mean, it's just like any other job. You know, just because we take our clothes off and fuck doesn't mean we don't have rules. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just to me, like, I, I don't know. Maybe because I've had other jobs. I've been in the military. I've worked, you know, as a, oh, wow. a intellectual property patent uh, paralegal. I've, you know, I've had other things. So to me, I treated, I treated just as a business as anything else. Had a job first. You know, you come in, you have your, you know, your attitudes right and test is good and, you know, you're all put together and you got your shit together, you know? 
Yep. There's only so much. I mean, it's funny though. I mean, I say that, but then you also have these girls that buy popularity on in, on their social media, uh, get called back all the time and they're always canceling. And it's like, well, this person's always canceling. Why do we keep booking her? Hmm. We hear that a lot. But that's not really the director. That's not really on set. That's more up to the companies are doing algorithms. And someone's name pops up a whole bunch of times. You're like, oh, we have to get this person. And so you put up with occasional cancellation issues. Yeah. You know, or if you do something, you know, you uh, if you are violent with a, a performer or something like that, that's going to be an issue. I hope that's not something that happens often. But like, is that is that a risk that happens where someone crosses the line, like where from what was previously agreed upon in porn? Like, is that something that you've seen happen? Well, we sit down now and we talk about our do's and don'ts and boundaries and stuff like that. I have always Good. have with my partners because a lot of times I'm getting with new new people and I want to be yeah. very clear from the get go. That's why like. It's, you know, you don't show up to set, you know, fucked up or, you know, on drugs or anything like that, because I want to make sure you're clear headed and you know what you're doing. I like that. Be fully aware. Like, oh, I don't have any do's or don'ts. Well, okay. I can fist your asshole today then. No. Yeah. It's like, don't say any. Yeah. <laughs> There's a large There's a sexual lot of things. menu. And so what I like to tell other, especially young women in the industry and stuff like that, there's no reason for us to play in the in the gray. Yeah, we could be very black and white with what are what we want and don't want to do. Yeah, you don't have to do everything that this person's doing. If you're not comfortable doing it, don't fucking do it. Exactly. Just tell your agent. You hire your agent, so therefore lay your ground rules. If later on down the road, you want to try something new, then try it then. But there's no reason to hurry yourself and do everything that everybody else is doing. Go by your own pace. Remember, you hire your agent. You are your own boss. Fucking work that way. You know what I mean? Keep your shit yep. in order. Don't get messed up. If you have questions, ask. You can ask. Like, I'm I'm always approachable. I'd rather have someone ask me, like, hey, this or that or they whatever. If you're too scared to speak up, find someone like me who's not. And like, you know, if something happens on set, we all have our fucking phones in our hand or very close to us. Excuse yourself to the bathroom, lock the bathroom and get on the fucking phone. There's the police, there's your agent, there's your mentor. Find it, use it. There's plenty of things that we can do to make sure nothing does happen. And I always think that you have a much louder, more stern voice if something happens immediately than waiting two years, two weeks, a day or whatever. So even if I understand the conditions that make someone wait to come forward, like it's just kind of people do listen more, unfortunately, if you come forward right away. Unfortunately, and that's just what it is. You know, as scary as that might be, you have to do that. But, you know, like in any field, any business, any entertainment, any non-entertainment business, there's always going to be something. It's not just that it happens yeah. in porn. It happens everywhere. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, and when I was in the military, I had to take a ton of sexual harassment classes because that happened all the time. Yep. Then that wasn't porn. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of people say, oh, no. you know, they, they look like, oh, God, the, the lights are on us. Well, the lights should be on, on everybody and every business that it happens in. Yep. What part of the military were you in? I was in the Air Force. Thank you for your service. Oh, thanks. I just wanted to do it to get out of my small town. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My uh, my brother joined the army because his college went bankrupt and shut down after two years. Oh, God. He was wow. like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So military will get your education. He had a huge scholarship. He's like, what a, What the hell? I can't fix this now. Yeah. So had half a degree and went into the military, paid for the rest of it. How long were you in for? Um, I was in for my term. Um, I, like I said, I just did it to, to get it out of my small town in Pennsylvania to move on. I believe nice. like in, in life, there's series of steps that you just need to take and risks that you need to do. And you don't necessarily have to love it the whole way. Just just know that's a step up to get to where you want to go. Nice. So you've been doing porn now for how long? Uh, about nine and a half years. It'll actually be 10 July 2020. Nice. Well, celebrate. Congratulations. Ah, thank you. It's kind of crazy that I've been in this industry for that long. You do not look old enough to have been in this industry that long and to have done all these other jobs. So <laughs> you are you are well preserved, madame. Thank you. <laughs> 
again, that's, and you know, it's funny, that's skincare and it's all that, um, I don't do anything that's super invasive or anything like that. Yeah. Like the occasional fillers, I try to stay as natural as possible, but let's face it, my face is on camera. I am. You don't look at all overly done. No, it's, oh, I say this as someone who gets it. Like there's, there's Botox here, 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 and here. In my semi-defense, I was a model for a Botox training class and got it all injected into my face for free. Oh, nice. That was uh, fortunate. Found that last year and they called me back again last week. They were like, hey. Wait, I'm like, good, because my forehead looks busted. <laughs> oh, my God. We had someone on the show who I'm not going to name names, but our audience remembers who she is. I jokingly said, uh, yeah, I would love your dermatologist number. And she said, you know, it's really about more about eating an organic lifestyle. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You look younger than 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 It's like you are 50. Let's be Don't. honest. You know, there's a lot of great treatments out there. I just recently did the Morpheus, which is like, it's like, I don't know if you ever did. I've never heard of it. It's like microneedling, but it's a little bit more heavier. And they do it like right around here, around the eye area. Because as you get older, you lose collagen and all this other shit. It's just, it's a fact of life. Have you used something like this? I don't do anything myself. I go to the doctor. Uh, I'm uh, an insane chemist and I'm sure that I won't kill myself doing something that should probably just be handled in a doctor's office. I'm like, (laughs) give me the at-home dermatology. I'm going to try it out. I'm too scared. I'm like, I'll fuck it up or something like that. And I've got to have this face like pays me straight in hell. So I got to make sure it's all right. Oh yeah. It's, it is helpful in getting what I want done, done because I'm occasionally doing media stuff, but like, it's not like, yeah, I can risk looking, but no, if I were in your position, I'd be like, nah, dermatologist for everything. Yeah. Yeah. I go to a doctor, doctor. I won't even go to a med spa to do anything. Oh, you fancy. Nah, I just don't trust it. I hear too many stories, you know, sometimes med spas, they don't, you know, they don't go deep enough when you do the vampire facial or you get someone who goes too deep and might scratch you. Mm. I just don't want to risk that. And I feel more comfortable in a doctor's office and doctor's chair than I do. And, you know, like when I get my lips done, I I get a little filler in my lips once in a while. Yeah. They're not overdone at all. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like they still look like they have a natural shape. Thanks. And they're still soft. They're not hard. I hate fucking needles and I hate pain. So I give, he gives me a dental block. I don't feel fucking shit. Nice. Boom, boom. It's done. Oh. Like uh, that kind of stuff I love. And then for the Morpheus, because it's a little painful or whatever, I didn't yeah. feel a thing because he put a dental block and it was done. You can't do that in a men's spa. Of course not. The Fraxel, which is like fucking burning your skin off, man. That fucking hurts. But it's great. Like I have a couple dark spots because I'm a sun worshiper. Fraxel is great to get rid of that. And it also just nice. kind of, it basically, it's a- um, It's a CO2 laser, right? Completely. It's, it's like, resurfacing your skin kind of. It's not like a CO2, but it's it's like it. I've done one that's like a level below the CO2 laser and it's like you're red for an afternoon, but you're fine. And like four treatments and my skin looked way better. It didn't break out for ages. And I keep telling myself, eventually I'll take that week where nobody sees me and I'll get the CO2, the fractal yeah. laser done because your skin looks perfect for a year afterwards. Yeah. I just have to make sure like if I'm taking that time off not to go out in the sun and I'm such a, I love being outside. Oh. So that's, that's the hard part. And then, so those are like some of the treatments I've done is microneedling the vampire facial, Fraxel, the little bit of Morpheus, some fillers here and there. And um, I appreciate that you're upfront about these things because they're because after having someone who was not, I was not impressed. I mean, come on. Look, look our faces are on the fucking Internet. How how are you yeah. not going to be able to tell a difference from 2010 to now? Like, come on, pre-lip yeah. lips. Like, you'll be able to see the difference. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. We shouldn't be ashamed of if we do get, you know, any, a little yeah. bit no, of work here and nothing. there. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. And to each their own. If you, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. If you want to do it and whatever. If you want to, you know, I have my own version of what I like. And this is apparently yeah. what it is in some respect. And it looks And someone fabulous. else might have another version of the way they think is perfect and what they like and go for it. Like, I'm not one to tell you not to do this or do that. I don't give a shit. It doesn't affect me. And the weirdest thing I found with my girl, like, cause it's hard to find, like, you don't know who's used it because it doesn't look as fake as people think it does right. if it's used judiciously. And I mentioned to a friend that I was looking into it and she's like, oh yeah, I've had this. I had a no show done. I'm like, what? You have a, this isn't your first, no- huh? And yeah. it's like, you don't real like. Just talk about it. Open up the language. Oh, what oh, I was yeah. going to say is uh, another really, which, cause I have a fast metabolism. And so I was eating through my fillers. I hate you. And stuff like that. What? And so what's a better oh filler to use is called Sculptra. What Sculptra okay. is. It's like a sugar and it gets injected deep into your dermis and your body eats it up and produces naturally uh, has a collagen production because it's like a sugar. Mm. So your body is able to produce it on its own and you just massage your skin and stuff like that, which is going to bring blood and nutrition, all that to the surface. Just like those rolling things, right? You're just going to, you know, lightly massage 
I hardly have to go back for fillers once you do that. Nice. No, if it works for you, do it. Because your body just eats through the fillers. That's why you have to get your lips done in so many, like six months or whatever, how often you do it. Six, wow. Most people I know have said it takes them like a, a year between injections for fillers. For my lips, I probably go every six months, maybe, maybe longer. I actually don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Your body is eating it up. Yeah, my body eats it up like real fast. Plus, I'm really expressive. Yep. <laughs> I work for browsers. So I'm doing a lot of surprise looks like, oh my God, it's a big dick. Oh, I never saw that before. This is my forehead fairly heavily Botox and I can still do this with my eyebrows. Like, ah, yeah. this is, it will never be. I'm like, I want it as, as calm as Nicole Kidman's when she's relaxed. <laughs> right. Okay. I want to look like a 23 year old who has never had an emotion. Yeah, exactly. That is where I want that's, my forehead. That's all. Here's my question. Do you have a variety show in order to just keep practicing the surprise response and always have the improv ready <laughs> for those scenes? No, I I just uh, I do it because it's a creative outlet. Just like I've been writing and that's awesome. Like I, I'm actually uh, I just wrote my second series for Mind Geek when, uh, which is like nice. browsers and digital playground, and so yeah. we're filming digital playgrounds right now. And so I'm always looking for new ways to be creative and have that outlet. And I'm right the way I write is very like I said erotic and. I try to keep the connection between everybody. I want everybody on set to kind of drop the the porn by pictures and just do what they're getting paid to be professionally done. And nice. that is to create the connection, to create a fantasy, to create. And I want people to fuck to it. I don't want just people to jerk off to it. I want people to be able to like get their fuck buddy, get their wife, get their girlfriend, get their boyfriend, whatever the fuck it is that they're fucking and fuck to Get it. sexy with I don't want just stuff. some guys. I mean, I want guys at the computer jerking off, but I would like, yeah. you know, like more couples <laughs> are getting involved and, and more women are, are getting involved in watching it. Make it a team sport. Yeah, exactly. It should be a team sport. You know, if you can get couples to start watching porn together, you're going to obviously start opening up some kind of form of communication of what they like and don't like. And that line of communication will only extend into other realms of their personal relationship. Yep. If you can talk about real intimate shit, you could talk about taking out the trash and no one's going to get pissed off about it. Yep. <laughs> what kind of scenes have you recently written for them? Okay, so for Browsers, it was a four-part series that came out. It was The Voyeur Next Door that came out in October. We're working on a brand new series that I did for Digital Playground. It's a three-part series. I don't know how much I can say about it, but we did do part three. We still have part two and part one yet to film. And uh, part three was amazing. I'd actually, I walked away from that. Uh, it's pretty fucking cool when you can take something that you have in your head, then you transform it into paper for someone else to read and to help you create that vision into a real-time situation a that living, gets put on piece of art. video that people will watch many, many years after I'm died. So it's kind of cool <laughs> when you put it on perspective of the whole where it's yeah. more into like, wow, this is going, people are going to be like, yeah, that three-part series that was written by da-da-da-da. It's kind of cool. And this is my fourth project that I have been able to kind of write and create on. Wow. So my first one That's was for wonderful. Pure Taboo to be seen, not heard. So I pitched that idea and I was able to work with Brie on um, casting it and producing it and stuff like that. Nice. And then uh, for my all-girl showcase for Alexis Loves Girls, I was able to convey my vision of what I wanted the scenes to be. And Andrew Blake is one of my favorite pornographers. So I, I draw a lot from his stuff. Yeah, I just thought he brought eroticism to pornography where it doesn't have to be like a delivery boy always coming to give you dick. Why can't it be a takeout boy? It's never a takeout boy. <laughs> or a takeout boy, whatever. <laughs> I've only seen one plumber in all my years of watching porn. I'm very disappointed. Oh, well, I'll write one for you. Um, <laughs> It'll be like the scene goes out to Yvette. Um, Thank you. I needed it. I'll make the girl's name Yvette too. I'll just make it a whole character name. <laughs> A plumber named Yvette. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have you actually own a plumber plumber company. And all the plumbers <laughs> come in and you got to try them out and they got to clean your pipes. <laughs> okay, so true story. You're getting DP'd in this, I hope you know. <laughs> I'm so happy. About Please that. cast someone who looks exactly like her, I'm too. I'm going to clog all your holes and then I'm going to reopen them. 
Oh, I'm masturbating as soon as we finish recording. Uh, okay. The, oh, oh, you're good at your job. Um, what was I gonna, so, oh, yeah. So mm, I'd say six years ago now, I uh, I moved to California not that long before. I got a clog in my drain. This is, <laughs> I, I, you I, I promise I'm getting to oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. How big was that clog? It uh, looks like a small dead animal. I know that's not as sexy as you wanted for a response. But anyways, went through, like, I want to say a good $60 worth of drain uh, opener. Anyways. It was not getting declogged. Um, eventually bought pure lye, still didn't do it. And then I'm sitting on the floor with like a bucket from Home Depot and the pipes underneath my sink had, I'd taken them out and gotten the fucking cl- clog out. And I'm pouring this crap from inside this pipe into this bucket and it just, it smells awful. And I'm questioning all my life decisions and I'm like, I need to find a man within an hour of me that I can call and say, I will blow you if you'll snake my drain. And I was on OkCupid <laughs> within a week. <laughs> So I thought that was topical enough. A year later, I met my husband via my own website. But Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, it was uh, getting a clogged drain did indeed lead to me hunting for some dick. Hey, it works. You know, enough women go on OkCupid to, you know, sometimes go out on a date to eat. We need to start oh a new section of home repairs. <sighs> Jesus. We just oh. need to start a whole section of gigolos. I'll come over and diddle our, t- our girly parts and oh my God. fucking make us come. Just like a delivery boy, like no food. I just need you to come over, lick, finger, get the fuck out of my face. That's all I need you to do. Oh, wow. I don't want to have to deal with your dick. You deal with that on your own time. That's not my business. (laughs) I need your mouth. I don't want any words. I need your service. I need you to do this until I'm done. And then you get the fuck out. Sir, you have nice hands. Let's put them to good use. Leave. Exactly. Don't talk because you'll ruin it. You're exactly my kind of pervert. (laughs) (laughs) I do really good femdom. Can't tell if it's another hot flash or, oh no, I had a hot flash this weekend. It was terrifying. I'm like, I'm 36. This is not okay. Menopause. Um. No, (laughs) not yet. I still theorize it was one of my medications or, you know, drugs, but (laughs) the real ones. So Alexis, where can our listeners find more of you? You can find me. Oh, by the way, I also have a coffee. Oh, you have a coffee? Let's talk about the coffee. I want to drink your coffee. I'll, I'll have fucking hand deliver it to you, lady. Um, oh, look, oh. I'm into coffee. Love it. I hope to God this is not a coffee anima. No, 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 no. It's Great. coffee. <laughs> Perfect. It's coffee hey, beans. hey, if I was going to shoot any coffee up my ass, it would be yours. <laughs> I would love to watch. Um, I'll, I'll help you. Between all of us, we have enough equipment to make this happen. We can make this happen. Oh I'll find someone to do the audio editing. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. She's on it. Uh, yeah, it's called High AF Coffee, High Altitude for Coffee. It was my slick way of putting AF in a mainstream product without scaring off people that are like, ah, I'm not porn friendly. So nice. High AF Coffee, it's coffee beans and cold brew. We're looking to possibly add cocoa and teas and stuff like that. And, nice. And uh, it's a simple website. We're working on uh, expanding that. And yeah, I love coffee. And I'm working on a CBD line as well to kind of go with that. Do you know where is a coffee source from? Because I have my my husband being sorry for bringing up my husband so much this episode. It's just it's been relevant. Anyways, yeah, he'll roast his own coffee beans at home. So like we're annoyingly picky about like where's the region. Like tell tell me more about your coffee is what I'm asking. Yeah, um, well my roaster's in Massachusetts actually, and so okay, um, gotcha. he sources all my beans and stuff. But I'm looking at uh, possibly going down to Costa Rica and maybe doing like or Ecuador and places Guatemala and going to maybe some family owned plantations and maybe. You know, just featuring their coffee for a few months, not actually carrying it forever, but, you know, give them a boost. There's, I mean, I fell in love with coffee, you know, by going to Italy and going on these different travels. I love Costa Rica coffee, uh, especially these old family plantations, because you really get to taste the cacao on the bananas and, and the love that's put into every single oh, plant. Yeah. It's a whole different story. Oh, yeah. They're roasting it at home, grinding it in their hand, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah it's for real. So to bring that kind of flavor and to bring that technique, it would be really beautiful to, to, cause it's, I think it's really honoring the coffee as it is. I'm into plants, period. Obviously cannabis, uh, with my comedy shows, which everybody can check out at, um, highestfox.com. And then, um, I'm working on a CBD line, but where you can find me, if you want more hardcore and scene updates, that's on my Twitter, which is at Alexis Fox, F-A-W-X. If you want the cleaner version of me and my my interest and my travels and different things of that nature, my Instagram is at Alexis Fox Live. 
And uh, I have my private Snap and, of course, my OnlyFans. And then I have my coffee, which is www.highafcoffee.com. And then, of course, the comedy show and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's where you can find me. Nice. Well, I definitely have to now try this coffee because, I mean, look – you guys are clearly connoisseurs. I've only been in the last few years really getting into it. I am nowhere yet to grinding my own beans or anything like that. So I am <laughs> I'm very much an amateur in this coffee region. We roast our own sometimes. Like it's we know like my husband has it down to like which regions, but like it's there's one that we found from Ethiopia that like yeah, had Ethiopia's blueberry and chocolate notes. Oh yeah. It's so far it's been my favorite, but like I like the stuff that I've had from Kenya too and same Costa Rica, like yeah. those, but I tell people if you can find yourself an Ethiopian medium to light roast, you will have yourself some blueberry and chocolate notes. It's going to be wonderful. Super popular beans oh, yeah. is Ethiopia. Um, I've been to a couple coffee expos and um, that's definitely good. Good I'm taste. Like, Wait, there are coffee expos? I need to go to these. Oh, definitely. Well, next time I'll go, I'll let you know. <gasps> yeah. Nice. Well, you guys are also both in L.A., so people could definitely, you know, also uh, who are in L.A. can check out your show. It's monthly, right? I'm in Vegas. I'm in oh, Vegas, girl. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh. I think we just thought that because of your show out here. You yeah, you I'm all over about. the place, but yeah, I'm based in Vegas. Either way, Vegas is a quick sh- four-hour ride from here. Oh, real easy. 45-minute so. flight. In and out. Indeed. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So we have some patrons, as always, to thank this week, and this week we want to thank... Hudson Miles, Norman Trowell, Alexandra Dees, Chris Garofalo, Bethany Nicole, Dale Stringham, Jason, Jeff Peterson, Joshua Rice, Michael Gadden, Mark Caromer, Bob St. Jacuz, Brian Gowdy, Brian Normand, Mr. Danks, Hagsar, Elisa, and so many others. And if you want to become a Patreon as well, support the show, uh, help us out with sending Alexis this beautiful mic that she used today, as well as with the audio recording and helping this uh, ship run every single week, then head over to twogirlsonemic.com or just to uh, patreon.com slash twogirlsonemic. Click the support button. And hell, you could even spend some time with us every month speaking. And if you can't, do that. You could even find the video version of this conversation with some terrible bloopers. And definitely there are reasons we have not cut them in. So (laughs) (laughs) and on that note. Other than that, Yvette, where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at the Cybabe over on Twitter and Instagram where I'm doling out science and snark and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe where most of the stuff I post on the internet still is because I'm I'm old apparently. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Alice, where can where can our listeners find you and the podcast pages? You guys can find all the podcast pages at TGM Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. You could find me at Rational Blonde, looking apparently at way too many different porn parodies and making sex and cum jokes, I guess. But of course, you guys could see us next week or hear us next week. Uh, And of course, tell all your friends, leave a comment. We like those and leave us a review. Thank you guys. See you next week. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.